Hi, welcome to Studio Stillwater. I'm Michelle Charles. And I'm Chris Peters. And we're here today with school board candidates Camille DeYoung and Carly Santelli. How are you guys? I'm doing Good. great. Good. Glad to be here. Well, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. So we wanted to sit down and just kind of have a, we're calling it a critical conversation, but it doesn't mean anyone has to be critical of anyone. What we mean is critical in terms of talking about important things. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, you guys are are both vying for the seat in Ward 1. Is that Ward 5? No, it is Ward 1. Ward it one. is 1, yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So you two are both running for the seat in Ward 1 on the Stillwater Board of Education. Correct. Yeah. All right. And that is basically more on the east side of town. Is that correct? Southeast. Southeast. Okay. All right. So we wanted to just kind of... I don't know. Let's just start the conversation off with with a basic, very broad question. And you guys are in very different places. I'm going to say that because Camille, you're experienced on the school board, and Carly, this is your first time running, and you're running as yes. you know as a parent of young children in the district. Yes. Uh, I guess I'm interested in finding out what have you learned during the course of this campaign. Uh, Carly, <laughs> you're the you're the newbie. Let's start with you. I I've learned that. Sometimes people can be jerks. <laughs> I've had a few nasty comments put on my Facebook campaign page that I've did some work and deleted and whatnot. They just were, they weren't happy with my husband's t- now taken care of criminal history. Ah. Uh. And apparently my husband's history affects me and my abilities somehow. I So they made it personal. They did, yeah. So you, you okay. took that step into the public forum and then immediately people are like oh i'm gonna go search and dig around so people are digging through your family members backgrounds Mm -hmm. so that is awful it it really is i mean it really is terrible like it yeah i'm sorry yeah but i I think that's it is what it is so yeah one of those things where you know national level politics or state politics you kind of almost uh, well, unfortunately, we almost kind of expect those type of things to happen. But for like local yeah. school board, it, it seems odd, doesn't it? It, it really is. Fine. I, but what's your end game? I exactly. Mean. <laughs> it says, in my opinion, it says a lot more about them than it does about me. Probably. So. And the ease of with which social media allows somebody to go and do that mm-hmm. with not a lot of repercussions. Exactly. Besides you just deleting their comment. Yeah, I deleted, I blocked them, and they decided, or I even tried to tell Facebook, hey, this is harassment, and they wouldn't take it down. So yeah. I had to do my own for the best of that I could. And Well, has there been something more like on the positive side that you've um, learned? That it's actually kind of fun and interesting to get to know everyone and mm-hmm. interact and see this side of the community very good yeah. what, what about you camille well f- the first thing i learned is it's darned expensive to do <laughs> these things yes. i i had no idea that those little yard signs were 25 bucks a piece or whatever they I, are. are you had, kidding me i had no idea i didn't even I bother looking that up shocked or at least yeah. where where i was checking sure um, and i anyway my budget was not real big, so right. Well, it's school board, and, it's, well, and you're I mean, serving you for know, free, and, and it's a it's, pandemic, and yeah, you know, so many things. Um, so anyway, that was the first thing, and I think the second thing I learned is is how how important it is to examine why you're doing this, because you know it seems like an obvious thing to say. Um, I'm running for blah blah blah, whatever your elevator speech is, but I really had to think about that. And, you know, what What do I bring that's different from what you bring or somebody else or yeah. whatever? So that, surprisingly enough, I had to think about that. You know, and I do think that's really one of the values for the, for the voters and for the community of having these contested elections. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't think there's a lot of value in tearing each other down and tearing each other apart, you know. But I do think that there's value in having more than one viewpoint and in having to have these public conversations about issues because and state what you believe exactly exactly, exactly. Is. yeah 
Because if you don't, I mean, you know, you just automatically go into office and you don't even really have to examine what you think about well, some things. And, and that's a great point. I, I don't mean to oh, no. babble on, but because I was appointed the first time and served out a two-year appointment and then I ran unopposed. So I never had to answer these questions. I was just like, ah, okay. <laughs> and uh, anyway, it's been really, it's been, it's been good. It's been really good. So well, well, very I appreciate good. you filing. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be able to help you out in that way. Also, <laughs> anytime. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah. What's what's the point of democracy and politics and elections and representation if yeah if there's no nobody to not necessarily yeah. oppose, well, but, but you just never have to challenge. You never a have to answer the questions like yeah. the mm-hmm. league of women voters news right. press questions and yeah um so it's a and unfortunately school board's one of those things that not a lot of people run for yeah. um across the board i mean yeah. and i'm talking across communities yeah you would be shocked at how many seats are unopposed i mean a majority of the time really right. and i think it's because it's such a big commitment in terms of time and training and all that and it really does take someone who is incredibly dedicated to be willing to step up and commit honestly half a decade of their life to doing this yeah it's yeah. a long term it is a long term yeah and the only thing um you know because we've had to appoint many several um board members in the last whatever years and it's always interesting who applies to be appointed and anyway it's Mm -hmm. it's an interesting process but it is a commitment for sure yeah absolutely uh you know this has been kind of a not kind of i don't even (laughs) know why i put that qualifier on there this has been a very these have been very interesting and kind of tough times Yes. Uh, over the you last year. Say that. Yes. yes. <laughs> I know. Everybody. I am a master of understatement. <laughs> anyway, um, so I'm thinking that, you know, I mean, these have been difficult times for, for everybody, and school board has certainly been in the spotlight. I mean, it's one of those positions that people don't normally think about a whole lot, and then all of a sudden, the school board is having a huge impact on everybody's day-to-day life. Yeah. 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 Um, what kind of challenges do you guys see facing the school district and the school board going moving ahead? Like, you know, some of the, just the big ones. And, you know, what are your opinions on those? Uh, you guys decide who goes first. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I mean, the most immediate uh, challenge is... is getting kids caught up that need to be caught up and so you know the district is offering free summer school um, and we'll be making announcements about how that's going to be structured in a few weeks the longer term and you know this is not an original idea steve holgren had talked about this early on is learning from what we've experienced and in particular the virtual learning you know, what went well, what didn't, um, edgenuity, uh, what's the preschool one? Um, seesaw. Seesaw, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because some of those are good and some of them not so good. And so just trying to figure out, because we think that's going to be part of the offering going forward, the virtual option. So, so. just a quick question on that before, before Carly talks about, you know, her thoughts on it. The district has been, I mean, there have been concerns about, you know, districts uh, losing students to Mm -hmm. some of the virtual charter schools. Do you feel like uh, the lessons learned over this will help the district to maybe compete better with them and try to keep more of their students? I would hope so. I would hope so. Because, you know, lots of people still want to be affiliated with Stillwater Public Schools. Mm -hmm. They want to play sports. They want to be in the orchestra. They want to, you know be in the band um and you i mean you can't there are avenues through the online charters but it's not quite the same so anyway i yes i think i hope and expect that we will be very competitive okay so, so what were you thinking about challenges carly uh, honestly i think the biggest challenge besides getting the kids caught up because yeah we really do is making sure that there's Chromebooks or some type of laptop for 
all of the students. When I was in high school, I went to Meridian part-time, and some of the high school kids there from just a few of surrounding schools, they were given laptops at the start of their high school career through and they're tiny little schools. Mm-hmm. And, that, and Stillwater doesn't yet. offer that. Yeah. Even don't. now. Then or now. And I think that's something that we should really consider, even if it's just a loaning program or something. But those laptops were get they got to keep them if they graduated. But Good idea. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Carly, I remember when we talked to you before, I mean, when we talk about the, I think one thing that this last year has really th- thrown into stark relief is the magnitude of that digital divide. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the district obviously scrambled and, and really tried to do the best it, it could. I really do Agreed. believe that to, to fill those needs. But I also remember you saying that even with the hotspot, it doesn't work. It doesn't work so well everywhere. Exactly. And it's not really, you know, a, a perfect solution. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think needs to be done to to address some of that? Because I don't see education in general becoming any less dependent on having access to the internet or doing things and online. Yeah. 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 Honestly, I think I've heard of PVNet offering uh, internet downtown, and I think that might need to be scoped to like a city level instead of just downtown because not everyone lives downtown mm-hmm. so yeah, that's a good something idea. like that but that's more of a city option or city council thing than it is more school board but it's something we can well, maybe work together on absolutely and i mean i'm glad you said that because the pandemic uncovered a lot of things that schools have taken on the responsibility for um feeding children um the internet access because school went online. And again, I think the technology department did the best they could with the budget we had at the time. Um, We tried our best, I am told, um, and I believe, if, if a family had, you know, three kids and needed three Chromebooks, you know, we would do our best to get those to them. That having been said, I mean, the internet access at my mother's house out by the bowling alley is terrible. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when I think about having to use those really bandwidth heavy programs, um, yeah. So I think this is something that perhaps we'll start having conversations, you know, with the city and the state and, you know, the government um, to see, you know, how can we all share in this? It does seem like this is something that's going to require partnerships. It's going to require Mm -hmm. more than one entity to address. Agreed. So, I mean, and and that was one thing I think that's come out of this as well, is the partnerships that the district has had and how connected the schools are with the community, both the community depending on the schools and the schools being able to reach out to resources in the community when necessary. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? What, what did you see? Well, we definitely had people step up in the community and offer masks or you know other uh, PPE we had one business that wanted to anonymously donate $50,000 and wow you know, yeah wow. yeah um and so we haven't you know disclosed who that was but there was a lot of support um and continues to we continue to get a lot of offers of support and so that's been really re- refreshing yeah. i i have seen a lot of that too like the Hotspots were, I guess, donated or something through T-Mobile and Verizon. So that was pretty nice, too. I mean, even if they were a little spotty yeah. at times. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I mean, uh, what what types of things would would have made more of a difference for you as a parent who's suddenly in the position of, of teaching your children at home? Maybe a better crash course on how to go about doing the home teaching you mean like just the education aspect of it itself or the programs or what it it took me a little bit to figure out how to work the uh, chromebook because i've never used a chromebook in my life how to uh, navigate google classroom just Mm -hmm. maybe a better crash course because i'm used to a laptop not a chromebook 
Well, I think <laughs> they're different. <laughs> I think that leads to the idea of, and Camille, maybe you can maybe have some thoughts on this with your experience, but that the local public schools, um, maybe originally were charged with not just educating kids, but also educating the community. Um, and that not to say, Hey, schools <laughs> throw another thing on your plate. You got to educate us adults. But, and of course, like in this scenario, so I'm a very technical person and uh, we chose the online stuff because I knew that it was going to be a bunch of random programs and I could go through and figure them out and help my kids get through it. Um, but then when it actually happened and then also knowing that like, well, this was new for the teachers too. Yeah. And, and the teachers were very open of like, this is new to us. So if you've got like technical questions, we'll do our best. Yeah. Um, and I tried to be like, okay, I can put my head down. We will just figure it out. But all the time I was thinking of uh, the parents that do not have um, the experience or the innate ability that I've just, you know, had working in technology of like, oh my gosh, that some of these laptops are probably being thrown through the window. Oh, I, I wanted yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I obviously didn't have a child going through that, but I had many, many videos and pictures of, you know, families and kids having meltdowns and, yeah. you know, it just absolutely broke and my it's, heart. And it's because it wasn't like, hey, we're deciding to do this virtual learning option, you know, we're all forced mm -hmm. into it. But I think ideally there would be some sort of onboarding process and education. And I mean, we did switch one of our kids to Epic because he had some special needs that the uh, the ingenuity stuff for like dyslexia mm -hmm. wasn't going to consider at all. Like it didn't have any anything oh, wow. except for just, you know, it could read some portions of this, the screen and stuff to you, but it, it there was nothing special. So. Um, so we also got to go through what it's like to onboard with Epic, Interesting. which Epic, obviously, like they've been around, they've been doing this a while, eh, their onboarding process on teaching the parents, mm, not really there either. Wow. Really? really? Interesting. I, You'd think they'd have it down. I've heard so many parents they just love Epic and really, so that's interesting. Well, I think maybe they love it because that teacher is really, is really doing a lot more. My son he will probably be enrolling back into Stillwater Public Schools in the fall. But he can go, if we let him, and do his classwork a couple hours on the computer. You know, he's in third grade. And uh, we don't have to do anything. And then he's, you know, it's scheduled. So we're at noon. Okay, He does a Zoom or whatever with his teacher. But I think why some parents like it is it, is naturally very hands-off. Oh, I see. Which the parents don't have to be. Exactly. Involved, I see. Where with ingenuity in the uh, Stillwater Public Schools, it was very hands-on because mm -hmm. we're all trying to figure it out at the same yeah. time. Yeah. So, Chris, would you think, would you say that, I mean, maybe part of that difference is that, um, you know, one of those online charter schools that's what they do. That's all they do. That's their system. And I was expecting a as, lot better, honestly. Uh, right. Whereas uh, Stillwater Public Schools, you know, I mean, you guys had to pivot. You guys mm -hmm. had to offer, you know, online for students who had never had that before at levels mm -hmm. that had never been offered before, you know, and figure out the technology part of it, figure out the platforms, get teachers the actual figuring out tools. The lessons. The, and, and the teachers figuring out the lessons and then, you know, being prepared to, because I remember some school board meetings where there were discussions about, you know, the teachers having to be fully prepared to either teach in person or online any given week at the, you know, or hybrid. and they find out on Friday or, or some mm -hmm. high, or some combination yeah, yeah. of the two. All, all yeah. the combinations. You just yeah. got to figure it yeah. all out. Yeah. <laughs> just be ready for anything basically and Curve i can't ball, even imagine ups, all of them exactly exactly <laughs> yeah. uh, and they probably did feel like there were a lot of curveballs coming at them for sure oh uh, there were <laughs> i mean the reason it felt that way is because there were so right but i mean for the parents too um you know i i know that one thing the school board really did seem to be trying to address was that variability because it seemed like that was something that made people so crazy this year finding out on friday what your life was going to be like the next week 
mm-hmm. and having to plan accordingly over the weekend just drove people nuts. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame them. I mean, that is really hard when you've got little kids and you've got to juggle all this stuff or figure out childcare or your exactly. work schedule or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's brutal. Um, so there were efforts made to, you know, kind of give people a little more consistency. But then it seemed like people weren't really happy about that either because then it locked they you into something. kept wanting to take another mile. <laughs> <laughs> well, or it seemed like it locked you into something then and, you know, you were, and then if the numbers went down, you couldn't just like go back all of a sudden. I don't know. It just seemed like it was a, a really tough situation where there there wasn't going to be any, situ- any solution that was going to 100% please everybody or serve everyone's needs. <laughs> is there ever? Not even close. Is there ever, yeah. though? <laughs> That's true. There yeah. hardly ever is, right? I mean, we get 60%, right? Can we get to 60%? Uh, you know, that's more than half. <laughs> it's a majority. <laughs> but then the other ones are louder sometimes, and then they feel like they're the majority. Oh, that's true. Well, that's an excellent point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Based on volume. Yeah. Well, and that was the thing, is that because we did have pretty loud voices from both ends, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you're happy, you're not... T- yelling good point good point so that silent majority that idea of those people that are just not rocking the boat in the middle yeah it's when we started i know you know as we were rolling along and we have a very educated community of you know a community that is passionate about their kids passionate about education and it's not just parents i mean there were a lot of other folks involved too um and so you know, all the emails that we would get and, and whatnot, some of them were painful to read. I mean, to your point, Carly. And I finally, one of the principals, Uva Gordon, told me, he said, I ask people to call me. Mm-hmm. If they email me, I don't respond versus, you know, via email. And I thought, okay, okay. Because, you know, those weeks we were getting 100, 200 emails a week, you know, a week. I just put an automatic response and I, I said, I'm reading your emails I'd mm-hmm. love to talk to you about this. Here's my cell phone number. And oh, man. I think I might know somebody who got one of those auto responses. <laughs> and they were like, what? Um, but I was like, you're one of hundreds. Yeah. Like, I mean, I uh, you would, you'd you be spending every waking and sleeping hour well, trying to And half the time you didn't have good answers. I mean, yeah. Yeah. you right. couldn't tell them what they wanted to hear. And, right. um, and again... You know, you're one board member out, right. of, out of five. And, did Mr. And, Gordon find, though, that when he did get people on the phone, that maybe it that changed it was, the tone? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I did, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was just a brilliant idea. It's harder to abuse someone to their Facebook. face. I mean, let's face it. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I was wondering, uh, you know, talking about communication and expanding on that, I mean, this has been, not even during these most recent challenging times, but ongoing, communication is just a challenge. I mean, getting the information out, getting it out in a way that, you know, meeting people where they are to be sure they get it in a timely manner or you, or, or that two-way communication where you get the feedback from the, from the parents and the community about what's going on and how, what they need, really. I mean, let's talk about communication in general. Do you guys feel like the school district's communication is where it needs to be? And if not, what would you improve? What would you change? Honestly, I think it's a little lower than I would like as a parent. I, it really could improve. How would you, how could it improve? Instead of a bunch of just generic emails going out, maybe personalize it just a little bit or say, just, I, I really don't know because I'm not there yet, but I think it could improve. Just a lot of the emails I get are, from my son's school or the school board are just very, very just the facts, man. Yeah. Yeah. And it does it feel like a, like a canned response or yeah. like sort of a prepared statement Basically, rather than yeah. they're talking to you? Yeah. Okay. It just doesn't feel like you're acknowledged. Ah, see, and there's the emotional part of it. That's a big yeah. thing right there. And I had the interesting aspect of one of my kids went to one elementary school and the other went to a different elementary school. So we had different principals mm-hmm. uh, with different communication styles. Um, 
and different teachers with different communication styles. Um, if if I'm, I'm not running here, but uh, <laughs> as as a parent, um, I just want to see the teachers get some like professional development on uh, not like email, but just concise communication. And obviously, you know, maybe uh, there's one teacher that did get some education in that and they go through and like, you know, they can bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, you know, get their point across while the other teacher writes us a novel. Right. And it's one paragraph. One whole paragraph. Uh, Yeah. I'm talking like, no, I'm talking no paragraph breaks. (laughs) <laughs> like, like, I, I, I mean, I can't say anything. I would, right. I, I got really bad grades in school, but, um, <laughs> but it, it, it's just one of those, you look at it and you're like, oh, there's the, there's the email from that teacher. Oh my gosh. Okay. We're going to have to like prepare well, to, try to, sometimes to, to try to process think, this, you know, because yeah. I'm, a, I'm a bullet girl and I'm not a rambling girl. I'm right. a, you know, because email is tough. People, you think, I learned that as a, an instructor at OSU, I learned that I could not assume that all students read and understood my email, mm-hmm. that yes. I had to keep reiterating, because um, it's just tough. It, people are busy, and they get spam mail, and they get, you know, all kinds of notices. Yeah. So if you're getting, you know, how many kids do you have? Well, three. we had three, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, three kids, three different teachers, three different schools. I mean... You, you've got two. Yeah. Right. Only so, one in school, but yeah, two. But you right. probably get emails or something from the other. You know, yeah. I mean, text messaging. I think it's just a matter of of us. Can it be improved? Heck yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I think these are good ideas. I think it's it's a matter of knowing your audience and giving them more of what they want. Yeah. And so. sometimes the, the right tool. I could see you know, for the teacher that just has a lot to say like well maybe that's where a, a video oh, or something point. like yeah. comes in like a different tool Medium. or where yeah. i've some like a short text message might be like their their better way but like it's I guess, pajama day tomorrow yeah or yeah more more options for i guess for the teachers to find the tools that they're comfortable with to communicate Good more with, with the parents mm-hmm. and then i'd say for me the bottom rule is any communication is better than no communication. Agreed. And there was sometimes where, uh, with uh, one of the schools, with, with the principals, um, j- just like it's been months, and there's not been a single, sing- a single email. Mm. So, I, and well, and then sometimes it's like, well, I'm on the email list, but my partner, she got the email, <laughs> and then there's some where I get it and she doesn't. So yeah. it's like it's that whole communications bundle. Well, and, yeah. you know, life is complicated and families are, are more complicated than we've ever, I think, seen before. But that mm-hmm. doesn't mean we shouldn't be re- responding to that. It, yeah. We definitely should. So good ideas. Well, I mean, the challenge, I think, is that, I mean, you know, and as a, as a media company, as someone who works with newspapers, I mean, we're constantly struggling with... How do we how do we reach people? How do we communicate with people? How do we meet people where they are? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's tough. It is not an easy thing to do. I mean, and I don't know. I mean, I don't think it anyone gets, has it gets easy more answers. complicated. Like where people yeah. are. Well, now people now people could are more fragmented, right? Places uh, yeah. than, now people are everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and how do you go everywhere? You don't really know where they are. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, how do you reach them? Are you going to yeah. reach somebody via the print? Are you going to re- reach somebody via a podcast? Are you going right. to reach somebody via a social media tweet? Or sure. are you just going to have to reach somebody by like right. physically getting together? Right. And so, you know, for the school mm. district, I mean, you guys are facing, you know, very similar and you're communicating with people on the fly about things that impact their families and what they're going to do maybe the next day or within a couple of days. And so that's a huge thing. One thing, too, with the communication that I've really been wondering about is, and I know the school board can't wave a magic wand and just fix things. I get that. I really do. I promise. (laughs) Having said that, (laughs) having said that, um, I mean, 
is there something that you guys think that the school district and the board providing, you know, guidance? Because, of course, the board's responsibility is like high level policy. And then you have administrators who run the day to day stuff, right? You're not supposed to be micromanaging, you know, everything that goes on in the schools, everything that goes on at the administration building. But from a policy level, what do you think that the school board and therefore the district could do to maybe help bring, heal some of these ruptures, you know, mm. communicate, uh, pull people back in to where we're a, a community again. I, I mean, the, a school community sure. where, uh, what do you think needs to happen and how, how serious are those divisions? What can we do? It doesn't seem like it's going to be an easier, quick process. I'm just going to throw that out there. I know it's a I tough can, one. I, I, I'm happy to, I, I can talk about this all day long. I, um, I think it's going to be incumbent on all of us um, to take a deep breath. From the school system's perspective, I would really like to see us just have in-person listening sessions. We tried, we've done some of those virtually and, you know, they were reasonably effective um it kind of got to where the same people were coming each time and you kind of knew what they where they were coming from so that's okay but but then nothing gets accomplished either well it's the same people every time yeah you don't hear anything different and you know i've always said people have every right to stand up for their kids in whatever way as long as it's professional and kind um (laughs) in other any way they they want to but it to me it's all about conversation and relationships and we've got some we've got some damaged relationships I mean there are people that if I see them on the street now it's going to be hard for me to just nod and say you know when somebody has told you after you've read a 500 page packet that you need to do your homework (laughs) um, that's I mean you know stuff like that so um, from the school systems perspective I think we do, and I'm embarrassed to say I haven't thought about that, but it would be nice for us to sit down and um, just have a community conversation. Maybe like this, Michelle, maybe with you guys kind of facilitating it. Right. um, That would be interesting. It would be. Because Uh, it won't. Doing some live things. It's just. I mean, I know the listening sessions that that you guys did were, were great. And listening, though, inherently means kind of like one way, like let them let them talk, let them get it out. And 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 then, of course, like being on the board, you 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 have to be like concerned of like what you sound like. Oh, yes, that's a great idea. We should do that. Like when you don't actually have that power to <laughs> no, make no, that happen. <laughs> um, right. But uh, but ideally, if the whole point is not necessarily the people in the actual conversations, but everybody else that's listening, yeah, that now feels mm-hmm. like, oh, that person just said what I was thinking. And what I wanted to know. And then they realize mm-hmm. there's more people that think the way I'm thinking on this. Um, and then you feel maybe a little more connected. And then maybe the next time you see that person, you know, on the street or uh, you're like, hey, I heard you in that conversation mention x y or z Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. thank you for mentioning that and that person's like oh wow who are you and like i mean right uh, i think it it could be a way to it could help bring more people together so those listening sessions if they could be more two-way well and i think that's an excellent point and i mean you obviously know and it was kind of clear that we can only be together two board members at a time yeah. because otherwise it's a, a, a quorum a quorum yeah. or a meeting you have to put out an agenda yeah yeah otherwise. so you, you violate the me- open meeting laws yeah we don't mm-hmm. want you to do that i well, don't no, want no, you to no, do that no i didn't think you did no, um, <laughs> no now, i'll have to write about it it'll be terrible <laughs> no, no no but what i meant was so it would have to be like the superintendent and two board members or yeah. something but it would it really does need to be kind of like this. This yeah. is a nice forum just to go back and forth. And right. I mean, I don't have a pencil in front of me, but I have several things that I've already learned just from having these conversations. Right. right. Mm-hmm. What do you think, yeah. Carly? I actually have to agree. We need to figure out a better way to have a real conversation with people in society because 
the community affects the schools, whether they realize it or not. And same and vice versa. So we just need to work together. And we've shifted that somehow to Facebook comments. Mm -hmm. And I've yet to see uh, Facebook comments be a place of resolution. I've never seen anyone go, you know what? I never thought about it that way. You are absolutely <laughs> right. After someone flamed them on Facebook, right? Yeah. I've never seen that. And it's just, I don't know. It's Keyboard it's warriors. Yeah. Yeah, there is too much of that. And I mean, when you, and I think people get in those echo chambers too. Mm-hmm. I mean, and when you just hang out with people who are like, no, the kids need to be in school 24 seven. We, you know, we, we got to play sports. We got to do this. We got to do that. You know, when you, and then and, you get then, rewarded when people like your comments. Exactly. You get that inflammatory. Yeah. You get rewarded. You're like, <laughs> sure, oh, five yeah. people must agree with me. Yeah. Oh, those endorphins. And you know, you've never you talked that. to those five people. Well, and then you start to think well everybody thinks this way mm-hmm. everybody thinks like i do because all the people i talk to think this way um i must be in the majority you know the the <laughs> algorithms will get you they really oh, will for sure yeah. I, I remember one time it was the dumbest thing and i know how algorithms work i know how they work but i remember i i I have this thing. It's dumb. I love Tom Jones. I don't know why. My mom used to watch the Tom Jones show when I was a little kid. She had Tom Jones albums. I love me some Tom Jones. Anyway, so there was a Tom Jones video on Facebook and I liked it. And then pretty soon I'm seeing all these Tom Jones videos and I'm like, wow, Tom Jones is everywhere. He must be having like some kind of real career (laughs) resurgence or something. And I mentioned it to my daughter and she laughed so hard. She almost fell out of the chair. She's like, no, mom, it's the algorithm. And I'm like, duh you know but Isn't anyway kind of scary but i, I was mean, very so excited is. for about five minutes yeah. <laughs> about tom jones yeah mm-hmm. but i think, I think still that, be excited about thank tom you <laughs> i think i should be i i feel totally you know like i should be but anyway but along the same lines if it's something else besides tom jones if it's hating on the school board if it's being angry about something you know you get similar similarly rewarded for that right mm-hmm. you know you get that dopamine hit every time you see that someone else liked your post well and i yeah. i mean Really, we have to say there were several Facebook groups. You yes. Know, and mm-hmm. there was a, another one. A variety that, of perspectives, yes, right? Yes. And it was like you're saying. Yeah. You didn't see a lot of cross no. group conversation, if you right. will. When and, really you're like, can we just get you guys and you guys together to have a conversation? Well, you know, it's interesting <laughs> you should say that because yeah. the people that um, Dr. Moore put on the task force for to, uh, you know, evaluate the whether, situation yeah the situation we'll put it that way we'll Thank just call you, it the situation uh, yeah uh in the situation room uh, <laughs> he intentionally put people from you know one obvious group if you will and people from another mm-hmm. obvious group because you know that was something he wanted to hear both sides of and i think those meetings were kind of interesting i wasn't on that committee tanya massey and tim riley were right. but um Anyway, I I think your idea of having a community conversation is excellent. And especially like Chris, like you say, if you don't get, you know, 100 people there, you might get several hundred listeners. Well, and this is where the the pandemic is like the worst thing because maybe ideally like, okay, this is a serious deal. We would all go to the gymnasium or we would all get together and put you guys up on the stage there and... People grab a microphone yeah. and and talk and then respond and like maybe you know something. Well, we we lack the the physical town square. Yes, where yeah, this is where in the past where things were hashed out face to face and we've replaced that with very poor representative digital representative tools with Facebook. But with the pandemic, there's like, well, no, we can't like call hundred a hundred people together and put them all in in one room. Well, as a community, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, because ideally, also sure. as a community, then like those two kind of opposing groups mm-hmm. would be the ones like kind of having to work it out amongst mm-hmm. like the community, uh-huh. and then let the board members know who are supposed to be the representatives of the community say, okay. They figured it out. This is what we think the way forward should be according to the community. And then, of course, that running through administrative and all right. that. Like, is yeah. this, you know, can this actually be done? But 
Well, I just think it's important back to the mm-hmm. to learn from what we've done, mm-hmm. especially if we haven't experienced it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, learn from parents, learn from kids. Right. Um, so. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, at, at some point it would be really interesting to talk to the kids about what this last oh, year absolutely. was like for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's, these are profound, Yeah, especially for, I mean, you know, when you're, when you're 10, this year has been a 10th of your life. You know, well, I mean, that's a big chunk of your life, a big chunk of the, the period of time that you remember. So I think it'll be really interesting to see the impact mm-hmm. the you know, the ripple effect that this has as these kids move forward. Great. I, I think a lot of people are thinking about that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. What do you think has been the impact on your kids so far that you can tell? I know he doesn't like doing school at home. <laughs> now, is that because of his teacher? <laughs> no, his teacher has. Oh, teachers. no! I mean you. Oh, me. His <laughs> actual coach. teachers. I mean, mom have been awesome. Coach. I think yeah. it's been more. He doesn't. It's been hard because of his uh, autism. That oh, it just yeah. it's harder for him to grasp the. He has to do this. He wants to just play in his room and not do schoolwork because the environment didn't change. See, and yeah, I think he's that's a homework place. And I think that's a yeah. cue for kids, right? Because mm-hmm. when it's like, okay, I'm going to go to school and this is where I do school stuff. And there are these expectations because I'm at school. But if you stay home, it's, it's playtime. Like, that's free time. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that's, that could, and that's exactly why I chose in person because I knew he does better, even though I knew that there would most likely be times we would be doing school at home. Did I really foresee it being 90% of the school year? No, but I I chose what I knew would be best for him. Right. And how old are your kids? He is eight and a half and my daughter is three. And I don't know what your situation is, but I heard from so many families that, you know, the kids went to daycare during the day. If they're young, it's not like you can leave an eight-year-old by themselves all day long. You can't. (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe you can't. Oh, wait, mine's nine. They're okay. 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 Yeah. Well, then that's yeah. a whole different thing. Um, <laughs> totally different. But you know, they're, I mean, I just remember when my kids back in the day, would I'd leave them at daycare. They could hold it together until we got home. Hmm. And then it would be, you know. Yes. Whatever. And that we didn't have to sit down and do so many hours, of, X hours of school yeah. work then, too. So right. it, it was a terrible situation. Yeah, and what haunted me was the little kids that didn't have a Carly for a mother, that was, you know, with them and um, taking care of them, and uh, you know, because families were just stretched to the brink, and you know, people on a regular basis in this society work two jobs, three jobs just mm-hmm. to make ends meet, let alone in a pandemic, mm-hmm. and yeah. right. Um, anyway, yeah, very tough circumstances. Yeah. I yeah. mean. Uh, one of the things I wonder about, because we've been through this, and it would be nice to say, okay, you know, we're moving out of crisis mode, we're getting back to normal, whatever that's going to be. But we know it's not if, it's when. Is there going to be another crisis we're going to face, right? I mean, I, I honestly think that this will not be the last pandemic. Hopefully it's the last one I see in my lifetime, a huge global pandemic. But I mean, these things happen now and we know this. Um, how do you think the district can and should prepare for the next crisis and how do we move forward? Mm. Mm. I don't know. What do you think, Carly? I would, it's really hard to say because the schools actually have been fairly good. I, but I would like to see maybe better options or more options for PPE. And if they say that all the students are going to get a face mask, make sure all the kids get their face mask that is supposedly coming to them. My son still hasn't got the one that the school said he was getting. And here it is, end of March. Were they going to get him a shield instead of a no, mask? No, just or? a regular mask. Oh. Like Seriously? all the schools, everyone said, everyone's getting a mask. Every kid's getting a mask. And he hasn't come home with one. Hmm. And here it is, almost April, and luckily, I was able to give my friend some money, and she made some that work for him, but 
I was kind of expecting another one so that it would be easier to rotate them all out and not have to wash them every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, sure. And, and I mean, to me, that's you got to do what you say you're going to do. Yes. I mean, that's all about reliability yeah. and trust. Um, yeah. And I'd also like to see the teachers not have to pay for their cleaning supplies. And, and so, I don't know that they, I mean. I, I don't know if that's actually happened here, but I've yeah. he- heard that happening in other school districts. Okay, so. I'm going to throw this out. I think I threw this out in the one where we talked, when we uh, talked to Marshall or Steve that, um, you know, I remember seeing that because, you know, the the whole survey that, that came out about, you know, uh, staff and teachers concerns and you know there's a lot to be said about whether it was you know how how it was conducted everybody self-selected whatever I mean you can have all of that but it, but we do know that is that there was a big enough number of responses to represent almost 20 percent of the faculty and staff that said they had some level of concern you know which I think is enough to prompt a conversation right I mean I think I think it certainly merits a conversation but I remember watching the school board meeting where you know uh, you guys were asking them if they had, um, you know, if the teachers were having to buy their their cleaning supplies and, you know, they said, oh, no, you know, it's all in the warehouse and all they have to do is request it through their principal and they will get it. And I remember thinking, well, then why the heck was my teacher begging for Clorox wipes all exactly. the time? <laughs> I think I can answer that one. Yes. Um, because I would, I mean, we were up to here. Yeah. Um, you can't see me above my <laughs> but, head. But, but it's over her eyebrows. You know, it's it way was, up there. It was like... <laughs> Help me out here. Um, And part of the problem, I think, is that the wipes that the school can buy and authorize to be used, it's my understanding that they're a certain um, chemical makeup that kids are not supposed to Oh, there's, oh. there's some that are there's, like actual disinfectant, right, higher level right. of uh, alcohol or and something in it. That there's some could, OSHA requirement. Gotcha. That, yeah. you know, and I am not the one to ask so the detail about that. So the stuff that kills all the viruses and everything might not be so kid friendly. Correct. Correct. Okay. So, um, and and actually, it was a teacher that pointed this out to us. That um, she said, I think maybe what's going on is that teachers, you know, have asked kids to help wipe their tables down or whatever and um so they can't use these heavy duty wipes so we're going to use these and you know it was kind of like duh um i'm not i asked about this just yesterday because i hadn't heard the response and i think they are considering you know they're going to be looking into purchasing those for the teachers i think the argument is um do you want kids to be responsible for cleaning the surfaces? Right. And I'm like, well, no. I mean, obviously Agreed. not. That's yeah. not their job. Sure. But isn't a child taking a Clorox wipe across a desk better than not taking anything across that desk? Is Right. Now, yeah. that doesn't mean that the custodians won't come in and do a deep clean and, right. you know, all of that. But we can't expect the teachers to be to turn into super cleaners either. They've got a lot to do. Oh, yeah. um, They've got a lot of emails oh, yeah. to answer at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> All those questions from yeah. the parents and the kids. Yeah. So that's my best answer to okay. the Clorox wipes question. Yeah. yeah. I mean, tuned. and that's just one example of, yes. of things. But it's true. And I we've heard from teachers that we had a teacher forum that, um, you know, one teacher said she'd gotten face masks and she'd gotten shields and she'd gotten partitions and others were like uh you know so it's it's been talk about communication that i go back to that that uh, does a lot of it just come down to communication you think well i assume so because the flow of information i assume so i I probably agree well and you know from the school's perspective, we had this system that we were going to check things out, so we knew what the inventory was and all of that, which is fine. I think that's a reasonable system. But everybody didn't understand the system for whatever reason and right. why why it was that way. Okay. So. All right. Well, we we've been talking for a while. I mean, you guys, gosh, you guys have. are great. Yeah. This has been really fun, actually. It actually has, yeah. It so. Has. 
is there anything that either one of you wants to kind of get out that you want people to know before we wrap it up? Right. I think just make sure that you can get out and vote if you're if you live in a store school district zone, even if you're not inside city limits, just get out and vote. Get out and vote. And you can vote for all the wards. Yes. That's another confusing yes. thing, I think. Yeah, so yeah. You every, vote for everyone's ballot both school board should have seats. the city council and right. both school board seats. Right. And that is April 6th. April Unless 6th. you live outside city limits, then you only have the school board seats. Oh, that is true. Yeah, if you live outside the city limits, you're only voting on school board because you won't be able to vote in the municipal election. So what's the limits? How far out of the city? They kind of jog. They kind of jog. They go down to about 19th. Oh, I guess you'd be looking at the school board map. I think it's 37th and 37th. Right, because the school district extends beyond the city limits. Got it. That's that's what throws people sometimes. But just know that it doesn't matter what ward you live in, you can go out and Mm -hmm. vote for any member of the school board. And uh, that is April 6th, uh, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. at all your normal polling places mm-hmm. with uh, early voting on the 1st and 2nd, this Thursday and Friday at the Payne County Election Board, which is on the second floor of the Payne County Administration Building, 315 West 6th Avenue. And uh, yeah, these are important. Uh, these are important elections, the municipal and the school elections. We've all seen this year mm-hmm. exactly how much they impact our day to day lives. So definitely get out and vote. It's in your best interest to have a say about these people who are representing you and making the decisions that impact you and your children. Agreed. Thank you guys so well, much. Thank you for having us. It was so nice to have this. Yeah. I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, it was thank great you. to this meet was you kind too. Of, <laughs> yeah, this was kind of an experiment, so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it right now. If you just listened to this, you were expecting to hear Marshall Baker and Steve Halgren. Uh, there was an issue with formatting an SD card, yada, 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 and uh, it's gone. So... First, I apologize to Steve and Marshall who fit in uh, their schedule to record with us. And I'll just let you know, it was a fantastic conversation. It was amazing. It was good. Um, I would say if you haven't listened to the individual interviews with Steve and with Marshall, that they're very representative of those two gentlemen um, and candidates. So go back and listen to those again in lieu of my mistake. You know, these things happen. They really do. But you know what it's done? It's been a learning experience and we've improved our process. Yes. And this is what you do. That's what you got to do. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We're all human. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you. Yes. Thank you.